Vietnam. Trapped in a savage jungle war. American soldiers fought for the day they could return home. For some, that day never came. The only way for you to leave my camp is if Braddock confesses. Sign this statement! Right, you are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guide Sequel Remix. This is episode 364. I'm Marquis Mike. You ready to go back in action? Yeah. He put a big red stamp. Red stamp, yeah. back in action. Mike, co host, back in action. Mark, co host, back in action. Back in action. Um, I was waiting for you to say Mark. Captain host. Captain host, yeah. <laughs> yeah Captain host, lieutenant host. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's jump right into it. What, what have you been watching? Not a ton, to be honest. A lot of shows here and there. But got a couple. Other than what we did for the show, I got two movies in. Hmm. One new, one old. The new movie is actually called Old. Oh, yeah. Have you seen it? I've not. No, I saw it on HBO. Um, or HBO Max. I saw I, it. I'm streaming. I'd like you to watch it. Okay. Because I'd like to have a conversation with someone about sure. this movie. But I'm also just gonna say, don't watch it. I don't. I don't know what the fuck. I I have not shown this. You know, I, I've listened to a few podcasts, and some some are just like, this movie is bad. Some are like, oh, you know, it's like a B horror. Like, you, if you if you have fun with it, it's fun. But I don't know. For I a don't lot more, know. It's not good. I don't think you can have fun with it. It has, it opens really cool. It's got yeah. this mysterious, like this mysterious hotel resort opening. Yeah, right? people love mysterious hotel settings for things. Um, after that, and then you get. To the end, and I, yeah, it's not. It's, it's short though, right? It's real short. All right, yeah, I, I, I can give us a watch. Maybe hour forty tops. Yeah, it's, it's it's not. It, it's not good, but maybe you watch it just just to see what what it's about. You know, I like to engage in what people are talking about. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, I, I saw it. I'm I'm generally overall I'm an M Night fan. Yeah. I, I haven't completely turned on him, and I, you know what? Put something else out. I might check that out too. This isn't ruining me. Yeah. Um, the happening didn't ruin him for me. I, you know. Um, and then an old movie. Thankfully, complete opposite. <coughs> classic. What, uh, young. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, what's the What's the Tom Cruise movie? Young at Heart or what's the Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman? Is there something uh, the young in the title with them? They did Far and Away. Who's in Forever Young? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson's in Forever Young. No, I did not watch. I did not watch uh, Forever Young. I was thinking of Far and Away. Yeah. I watched Office Space. Okay. That is, it hits. It hits. Yeah. Hits you where you need to get hit. Funny. Brief. Um. Not serious. Funny and brief. Those are. Put that on the poster. You're gonna get me to go to a movie. <laughs> Funny and brief. Well, what a good movie. Yeah. So. Two, two feature films. Old yeah. and Office Space. Both start with an O. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. What have you been watching? Oh, you could have added uh, the Josh Hartnett, Mackay Pfeiffer uh, drama O right to that. Should have. Y- yeah, yeah. Sh- yeah, you should have. Should have kept the O theme going. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched a, f- a few. Nothing. Um, I guess I watched, I watched a couple. New- I didn't get out to the theater, but um, these are fairly new. I watched... Marvel's Eternals. Uh, that's on Disney Plus, and I did not enjoy that movie uh, one bit. It's just it's 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 woefully boring. I, I, I can I interject here? Yeah, I feel like people are choosing not to talk about Eternals because, like, it was a major Marvel letdown. Yeah, well, you know, watching it doesn't feel connected to. Like, after watching Endgame, it doesn't it doesn't really feel connected to that at all. Okay. Like, it doesn't have, like... Maybe I missed that. I don't know. It doesn't have, like, the Thor, like... 
oh, oh Thor showed up, or like then even talk like they kind of talk about the events of um, you know Endgame, but outside of that, I, you know, it doesn't really like it feels separate from it all. But uh, it's just. It's really boring. Interesting. I thought that was supposed to be the kickoff to the new and maybe you know uh, new era. Yeah, I think that it may be. I think they might. It might be introducing like the next big bad villain, sort of. Um, so I, yeah, I probably. I, I didn't see Doctor Strange. I don't know, know if I'm really tied into, it, but like, uh, what was right before this? Um, uh, Sung Chi, yeah. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't even, like feel connected to that at all. So like, I don't. If 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 this is setting something up, I it was over my head. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't like it. Uh, it it might be the the worst one. It, this might be worse <laughs> than Thor: Dark World. Um. There's another movie. I I yeah. I like this one. Death on the Nile, 2022. The beginning. Was slow. I, I did. I was not. I was not there for the beginning, but then once uh, Poro starts to get, you know, once there's a murder mystery, then I'm in. But it takes a long while for there to be a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. It's like there, there's a good first half of a movie where there, there's no murder, uh, but then once it happens, I'm in. Um, so yeah, you know, that's a that's a lukewarm review on Death of yeah. Death on the Nile. I, I felt like when I saw it, it was about the same review yeah. as you, like. It's okay, a little slow, but okay. Yeah, I like I like the character. I like the Kenneth Branagh portrayal of uh, Poirot from this and uh, Oriental Express. Um, yeah, he's got that mustache. Uh, yeah, he's eccentric. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else did I do. Oh, that uh, rewatch. I talked about this a few weeks ago, but I, I rewatched it last night in Soho. Still like it. Still had problems with the end. You know, it's it's, uh, it's mid Edgar Wright, but. He's still a very talented uh, filmmaker, so I enjoy all his uh, all his movies. You know, the the lowest level of Edgar Wright movie is higher than the highest level of ninety percent of the directors out there. Oh, got right? I mean, yeah. We're talking about Joseph Zito versus Edgar Wright. <laughs> yeah, give me an Edgar Wright joint, uh, and one other movie, and uh, this I didn't rate it, but I'm I'm about to go put some stars on this. I watched. 1994's Speed. Speed's, Speed's dope. Speed, from the beginning, all the way to the end of Speed, like, that's just pure, like, inject that in my veins. I, Speed's good. awesome. Still good. It held up. Yeah. Cool. Jeff Daniels and Keanu, like, they're, they're, they're cop, buddy cop duo. I want, like, a prequel of those guys. Um, yeah, it's thrilling. I I don't know if I was just in a, in a weird headspace, but... I had seen Speed before, but I'm invested in that bus not dropping below 50. When it makes the jump over the freeway, it does this, the, when they're just like, it, the, free, the freeway is not complete. And they're like, we're going to jump it. I'm like ch- gripping my seat. like, And then they do it. I'm like, fuck yeah, they made it. Like, it, It's compelling filmmaking. It has this great, these great opening titles where everything's blue, you know? blue font rising um yeah you know it's not just the bus there's like an elevator scene in there there's a train there are a lot of things that are speeding through that movie um yeah <laughs> i i'm happy it held up because that's a movie i remember fondly i think i've actually only ever seen it once uh-huh. and to know that it held up makes me happy yeah it's you know it's, it's a short one i think it comes in under uh it's under two hours 116 minutes the people on the bus are great. Sandra Bullock is is great She's in it. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, um, uh, Dennis Hopper as the as the villain. He's great. Yeah, everybody's just great in it. Uh, check out Speed. If you never, if, if you missed that one, we might do we might do Cruise Control just so Mike can watch Speed again. <laughs> uh, and that's it. I watched those two movies, and then I got two other movies in. Uh, Mike and I, to continue our, oh, they act now, <laughs> uh, series, we did 1985 sequel to the 1984 movie, Missing in Action. We did Missing in Action to the beginning. Uh, Missing in Action is a 1984 uh, action thriller starring Chuck Norris, M. Emmett Walsh, Lenore 
Kazdorf, uh, James Hong, directed by uh, the aforementioned Joseph Zito, who also directed uh, Invasion USA and Friday the 13th Final Chapter. Uh, it tells... Oh, very fam- you're very familiar with him. Yeah, I, you know, he, I, he's on your shelf. When I was there. going through it, you know, some people will say Joseph Zito directed the best Friday the 13th movie. I have it in my top four. That's pretty good. I mean, four out of ten. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's uh, passing grade. But people love Final Chapter. That's, of course, that's the uh, the introduction of Corey Feldman's um, character into the into the franchise. Um, Missing in Action is uh, the story of an American serviceman. Oh, American servicemen are still being held captive in Vietnam, and it's up to one man to bring them home in this blistering, fast-paced action adventure starring martial arts superstar Chuck Norris. Following a daring escape from a Vietnamese POW camp, Special Force Colonel James Braddock is on a mission to locate and save remaining MIAs. The war is not over until the last man comes home. Was this your first time watching Missing in Action? It was not. You'd see this out. This was a junior high favorite where I went to junior high. I think all the Ooh. boys in the class passed around this VHS. Of missing in action, yeah. So uh, rewatching this, um, what, were, what were your thoughts revisiting? I actually, I, I still thought it was a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the way it opened, just that that first few seconds where it's this jungle scene and it looks like a really crappy soundstage. I was just like, oh boy, what, yeah. what, what did I get us into here? But it gets going, um, and and honestly, not as much. Chuck Norris karate, as I recall. Yeah. It, and I think that's a positive. This was my first viewing, and as I was watching, I was like, there's a lot of um, a lot of political talk in this. A lot yeah. of going to hearings. Not enough karate kicking people in the face. And then, second half, then Norris off to the races. It really has an interesting start, doesn't yeah. it? Like, you have the weird flashback scene... And then, yeah, now we're now we're just a bunch of talking heads, politics. Mm-hmm. Um, once he once he does his little sneak through the town thing, it's on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I still I still enjoyed it. Um, I I'm not a big flashback fan in movies. Um, a lot of flashbacks early in this movie, a little cheesy for me. Um, and, and then. I also recall like super duper super villains, but the super villains in quotes kind of get fucking jacked by Chuck Norris in the city before the action even starts. Yeah, and I think that's cool. Yeah, I uh, so this was my first watch of it, and I I thought the beginning was was very slow, and you're right, you a lot of flashbacks. I was just like for for a blistering fast paced action movie. This is not fast paced. Once he goes. And finds Tuck. I'm now that we start to pick up. Now that now I'm starting to see a little character from Chuck Norris. Yeah. Then he gets on the boat. Then he has to go rescue um, POWs, and that's exciting. And then um, great finish to the movie. Yeah, you know? it's, awesome uh, finish. I almost want to stand up and cheer or or salute. I guess <laughs> uh, that's probably be more appropriate. Um, you know, I wasn't very familiar with Chuck Norris's work. I know Walker, Texas Ranger. Mm-hmm. And the movie Sidekicks. Yep. And that's kind of really it. I don't know a lot of like these early Chuck Norris action movies. Uh, so it was an interesting watch. Yeah, and you know, I as I'm watching it, like the, the whole the whole concept of Chuck. It's a concept. Chuck Norris is a concept now, right? Yeah. And we've joked, we've joked, and maybe it's just my joke. Chuck Norris is the original meme. Uh, and stuff, you know, it's like a Chuck Norris roundhouse to the face, you know, yeah. things like that. Like Chuck Norris is a concept, he, and and that concept is blown up so much. When I watch this movie, I'm like, you know, Chuck Norris is a perfectly fine just actor. Like I don't think he was great. He wasn't bad, but he was he wasn't like a caricature of Chuck Norris. Oh, yes, I, I get that. Where yeah, he's not the the caricature. So, you know, when we saw him in um, The Expendables and he pops up and he's mm-hmm. just fully into the, yeah, I'm the guy that they make the funny internet jokes about and I sell uh, Bowflexes or whatever yeah. he sells. 
or Nordatrex. Uh, uh, total total gym. Total gym, yeah. Uh, that being said, watching this, I all I could think was, oh, Chuck Norris is a bad actor. <laughs> he's, he's very wooden. He is wooden. Yeah. But I think maybe, to me, that came off his, since he wasn't doing that blown up yeah. Chuck Norris theme... Maybe maybe I'll, that's why I was okay with it. Yeah, uh, great karate fighter though. Great karate, and, and honestly, like in going in a little history, Walker Texas Ranger uh, growing up was my thing. Like Friday nights, it was on. Oh yeah, me and my dad we watched Walker every Friday. Yeah, like that was a thing. But also, well, you know, in the eyes of a stranger. Um, oh gosh, I'm yeah, playing my I'm guitar now. I'm like, you know that one. <laughs> uh, the unsuspecting stranger. Now, in the eyes of the ranger, the unsuspecting stranger, he he knows the difference between wrong and right. A little baby. <laughs> but uh, so since our theme was like, oh, they act now. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna look up Chuck Norris's uh, pre-career and 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 have some facts for the movie. And I looked it up, and I was like, oh, this is crazy. It's too many. It's too much to go through. Uh. Basically, the gist is this. Chuck Norris was an Air Force. Uh, he served, I think it was military police. Then he be then he got into the karate game during military. Became a karate competitor. Won and lost. Yep. Tons of wins. A few losses. At like a great fighter, from what I from what I read. Um, great competitor, became uh, a trainer, karate, a teacher of uh-huh. karate, became friends with Steve McQueen through his teaching. Steve McQueen says, "Hey, you should act," and Chuck, and the rest is history. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, his 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 karate resume is so massive, and I I didn't I wouldn't even know where to start. Like I I wouldn't know where to start or to end. It just know he was good. Yeah. Like legit. Like legitimate, you know, not not Van Damme good, like real good. Yeah. Uh, viewing it through the uh, you know the the theme, which is oh they act now. Uh, for you know a karate guy, he's pretty good uh, acting wise because you know I'm sure Steve McQueen sees this guy and he's just like oh yeah you throw you throw some kicks and everything yeah. This is where movies are going. We're going action. You should be an action movie, guys. But, I mean, you can't just take any... You can't take any geek off the... You know, in a gi and put him in a movie. Um, my experience, just being in high school, you know, guys who did karate were dorks. You can't just put a camera on that guy and be like, you're in a movie now. You know, so... He, he, even though he comes across as uh, wooden... There is some charisma that Chuck Norris possesses that, like, not yeah. every stuntman or fight choreographer, Hollywood choreographer, can do. He's got some swagger. Yeah. He's got great hair. He does, yeah. You know, and, and he pulls off a beard before people are pulling off beards. Mm-hmm. Like, he really does. Do people find Chuck Norris attractive? I don't know. When moms, a... like, in the 80s were like, oh, yeah, Chuck Norris is, uh. That's a good-looking man. No, I don't think so. You know why? Because Chuck Norris looks like Marty Stoffer. Do you know who Marty Stoffer is? I don't. Marty Stoffer did wildlife films. Okay. He looks like Chuck Norris. Yeah. Like, exactly like Chuck Norris. Total total nerd. Total nerd, animal, planet nerd. He kind of looks like... Wild a- America. Ch- yeah. Wild America was, was, was Marty Stoffer. Yeah. I mean, he... I don't, I don't think people found him, you know, specifically attractive. Like... He just looks like an everyday dude. He do, yeah, he does have a very everyman quality. I just yeah, I wondered if in the eighties if like there was something maybe I'm not seeing watching looking at this through twenty twenty two eyes, but if I was alive in the eighties, I mean is that's what is that what's capturing is this everyman quality that Chuck Norris possesses? He sure plays a just like a a straight edge soldier pretty good. Yeah. I think what I think what made him so good is uh Walker, Texas Ranger. You know, as a Texas Ranger, you you felt like I trust this guy. Yeah, yeah. This is a this is this is a guy. This isn't this isn't a cop who plays by his own rules. This is this is a cop who plays within the rules. Yeah, but he plays it better than anybody else. Uh, 
he gets his paperwork done on time. That's right. Chuck Norris. Well, <laughs> missing in action, uh, had a $1.5 million budget, very small budget, grossed $22 million, uh, only a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes based off just 15 reviews. There is no critical consensus for uh, missing in action. But we do get a sequel. They were actually filmed back to back. So just a year later, we get missing in action to the beginning. Uh, Chuck Norris returns along with uh, uh, Soon Tech O, uh, oh, excuse me, Soon Tech O, Steve Williams, Bennett Ota, and uh, Kozik Costa. In this in this uh, prequel to the first film, um, set in the early 1980s, it shows the capture of Colonel Braddock during the Vietnam War in the 1970s and his captivity with other American POWs in a brutal prison camp and his plans to escape. Chuck Norris is back, a one-man time bomb set to explode. Was this your first... I like that one. That, that, that is good. For taglines. That's a good That's a good one. A one-man time bomb. Uh, was this your first time watching Missing in Action 2, the beginning? It was. Yeah. First time. What were your initial thoughts of this one? I was actually really surprised on how different of a movie this was. It From when it starts, watch it. So I watched I watched them in order. I watched Missing in Action. I was I was like, okay, that was, that was all right. It wasn't bad. It was one of my favorite 1980s action war movie and then this one came in and I said this is what I was expecting from a Chuck Norris prisoner of war movie um but yeah totally very different movies very different it's so odd when I read about this that they're filmed back to back that they just films all the other it's like why do they feel so different yeah but even though the, it's such a different movie it fits in the Braddock universe, yeah. so nicely, I think. Um, I, I'd like to con- I'd like to context everything that both these movies just to get it out there uh. are what I would consider run of the mill '80s action movies. They're not Die Hard, but they're also like I think a level higher than made for TV. Yeah, see, I, I almost, I, I don't even want to say they're running. So this was like 1985, which I believe was the year Predator came out. Which now I think there's just a these feel of a time that it feels like. Oh, it almost feels like watching these like, oh, the 80s are passing, missing in action by. Mm-hmm. Um, so this movie was kind of rushed through production, the first Missing in Action, uh, off the uh, success of, Ram- of of First Blood. Okay. And then there was a, a race to get Missing in Action 1 out to theaters before Rambo 2. Or F- Rambo First Blood 2, however, however they called it. Um, but even in that uh, context, like, man, First Blood looks so much better than these movies. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then when we get into like what, what I consider, it does kind of it feels like that it, it feels like um, this is more in line with like a Manhunter, which we just did from the eighties, than it is of like the Die Hard or the Schwarzenegger action movies that are now you know really took over in this time. Yeah, it kind of feels like Chuck Norris is kind of just missing. Like he he feels like an action guy that like more belongs in the seventies, but he's making movies in the eighties where we have Stallone and Schwarzenegger, and soon we're about to have Van Damme and Seagal. Yeah, he's kind of in a shoulder season of action. Yeah, if that makes sense. You know, between seasons. Yeah, yeah, it's like this. Missing, these missing action movies are almost like a bridge movie to, from like, yeah. I, I almost looked at this and, uh, you know, not that I had problems with Chuck Norris, but I was watching it and I had the thoughts, would this be a better movie with uh, with Charles Bronson in it? And that's kind of where I think Chuck Norris is kind of more in that action hero. Uh, you know, more of a Death Wish, which, you know, those are 70s films yeah. than, than 1985. Um, do you think it's interesting that they did a prequel? To the first one, I do, and I was thinking like I don't, I don't know the first like kind of prequel I've ever seen or watched. I'm not sure when the concept of a prequel first started. Mm-hmm. Seems like a pretty early one, at least for my career. Yeah. <laughs> so doing some research into this, the movies were filmed back to back. 
the original schedule was that Missing in Action 2, the beginning, was supposed to be Missing in Action 1. But studio, the studio viewed the two movies and said, Part 2 is the better movie. Put that one out first and then put the second one out. That's why... Because it makes sense that you would have the first movie. He's a, he's a prisoner of war. He escapes. And then he saves those guys. Two is, now he's back in... Mm-hmm. Uh, he's back in the U.S. and he's like, no, there's more POW camps. I'm going to go back. But the studio said, flip-flop them and uh, we'll just tack on colon the beginning. So yeah. was this one filmed first? This was filmed first, Interesting. Yes. I think they filmed it in order, but it, it starts with Chuck Norris in a POW camp and then the events of the first movie are then filmed. Okay. And then the studio just said, ah, flip-flop them. And they, and they always knew they were going to uh, put them out back-to-back years. Right. So, um, yeah, so it's interesting that they do that. Um, it's interesting that the studio saw it and said, oh, no, the, the, the second movie is the better movie. Put that one out first. I watch these. I don't think they're that different, and I almost lean towards the more action-y second movie. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't, I don't think they're that, there's that much difference in the quality of the movies. Yeah. I like. I really like. I really enjoyed this whole like POW camp stuff. Mm. Like I liked it. I like Braddock. Like he's like I can't. I can't give in because it it shows my other guys they can give in. You know he's mm. got a he's got a lead by getting the crap kicked out of him or you know whatever. Um, I like that. I just I like the prison camp stuff a lot. Yeah. I think because I like a lot of prison camp movies. I mean I love The Great Escape. I love. Bridge over Rukwai. Oh, Hogan's Heroes. Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. They're great. Um, yeah, well, let's just, you know, go to our, our normal category. Uh, uh, so, so what worked for you as far as this goes? Prison Camp? Yeah. Like that? I thought the pace was good. Um, supporting characters. More of them? I love the introduction to each one. It was so cool. Right. Intro was top The intro notch. was great. The beginning where those two guys are having the conversation, and he's talking about his un, his unborn son and what he's gonna name him. I was like, "Oh, this is not gonna go well for these guys." It, it's it's it, it was the conversation of two cops talking about retirement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then things go to shit. But then each guy gets their little name, their little name, and then the red stamp missing in action. That um, was all. I, I really enjoyed that. I, I the first one, I'm like, that's kind of. Cheesy, but then they did it five more times. Where I'm like, "This is awesome." Yeah, <laughs> each guy gets their gets their thing, um, and then yeah, I agree with the pace. I just, it, it just this one just kind of moved a, a lot better. I think it's because you're kind of in the action from the beginning. Yeah, and then another thing I enjoyed that was a super diabolical villain. Yeah, the 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 prison warden or. Camp, I don't know what you would call him. The, the yeah, captain. I, guess, I guess he would be like a prison warden, right? Man, what a jerk! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I guess the kind of the one complaint is, is this. This is kind of the time where you're kind of painting like the, like the evil form. So he's very one note, mm-hmm. but he's a sadistic. You know, as far as like a cartoonish villain goes, yeah, he was a great villain. Yes, um, his his torture. You know, just just even the sending the guy to death with the empty gun, like that. That was this movie's felt a lot way darker than the first one. Even though it's it, it felt more action, like more eighties action. The torture in it was pretty dark stuff. It was. It was. It was diabolical. Oh, the rat, the rat in the bag. Oh like, man. Yeah. Although I knew, I knew right away. It's like he's gonna he's gonna bite that rat, kill that rat. Yeah, with his teeth. Um. Yeah, I did enjoy that. Uh, what what didn't work for you? Um, let's see here. Um, I think, although I like the prison scene, prison camp stuff, I thought it took a little too long to get going. And then, I, and then this is kind of a a positive on top of a negative. I was like, okay, well, what's the scheme here? What's the scheme? And they're really what they never really developed like a, an elaborate escape. Plan. No, and I was expecting that, and so the fact that it didn't happen, I actually found that refreshing. It was just kind of an escape of opportunity, right? 
um, which I think is really how a lot of prison escapes go as far as war. Yeah. Um, in, in reality, um, so, but, but I was like, okay, let's get it going here. We're, we're the, and I think it was maybe because the, the torture stuff was so dark. I was mm-hmm. like, it was making me uncomfortable at a yeah. point. Like, we're doing one more thing, do one more guy. You're almost kind of, at a certain point, I was like, what, I, I know the plot of this movie is, but what's the plot, what's the story here? Because it, it really, it did feel like we were just going from one torture thing to the next torture thing to the next, it was just, yeah, it, it was kind of, uh, uncomfortable after a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and then they shoehorn some plot things in there that was just unnecessary. Um, in my opinion, the, the French, the Frenchman smuggling opium. Yeah. There's this whole side story thing that it doesn't really, that's really just a way to get a helicopter there. Right. Yeah. Like that, that's the only reason to have that. And I just think, and why can't, why couldn't they just have a helicopter? They're, they're military for crying out loud. Yeah, and I know like that was one thing in Vietnam. The Viet, the you know the Viet, the Vietnamese army didn't have helicopters. The right. Americans did. That should have been an advantage. Turned out didn't you know wasn't. But so why didn't they just have like a helicopter they had like stolen or or it had you know downed and and, and refurbished. So that that felt shoehorned in there. Um, yeah, it's not like I was. It's not like this movie. It would have been so far fetched for me to like, um, you know, have my uh, you know, it wouldn't be unbelievable, or I wouldn't have rolled my eyes if Chuck Norris just came across a helicopter. Right. Like, you know, my my, my disbelief was it, it was all right. Like, I, I I'm I'm in for this ride. Missing in action, right? You could have just had that in there instead of trying. Yeah, to... I mean, you're in, it's a it's a recent war zone. There would be, there must be an abandoned it, military it could camp be U.S. Yeah, or, or yeah. something somewhere that they they found or they knew about mm-hmm. and, and went there and got and there was still a chopper usable. Yeah, and then at one point in the movie, a new character shows up, and I, in a in a kind of a funny way, but then you're for me when he shows up, I'm like, all right, let's get it going, let's get it going. And then he doesn't last very long. Yeah. And that was a negative to me because that bummed me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's interesting how, you know, I was, I, so I would say, you know, Chuck Norris kind of feels like a, a character from, like, a different, like, you know, shoulder season, as you put it. This movie, there's a lot of Vietnam War movies coming out in this time, and it's just weird watching Missing in Action and then to think, one, First Blood came out, Two years earlier, and just like how much better that movie looked. I know that you know they're this is the movie starring Chuck Norris with like a nothing budget budget with the guy who directed Friday Thirteenth Part Five. But just know that a year later, Platoon comes out, and then Full Metal Jacket the year after that. This movie, in that context, just feels so dated. Yes. Visually looking yeah. and just I mean, its portrayal of like the Vietnam War, even even though this is supposed to be more actiony, where those are more you know serious looks at, at this it just it just feels from a different like watching 80s movies there's definitely like this split happening of like I, you know B B level filmmaking and then like the stuff that real you know filmmakers were starting to do at the same time and just to have them you know going parallel um, you know you definitely feel watching this where you're like oh this this is a low quality movie yeah. Um, that's really put on the shoulders of, like, Chuck Norris doing doing action movie stuff. Now, I will say, his fight with the um, with with the colonel at the end, that's a great fight scene. It is, but I found it completely unnecessary. I like when he puts, when he chokes the guy out and he says, this is for Nestor. It's like, great way to kill a guy. And then he says, not yet. And then they fight for another three minutes. I, we got a fake out where Chuck Norris he had he had him beat and it was just like nah we're gonna keep it's, going it's fun and I get like it works for the movie uh-huh. but it doesn't work for the character for me no. I'm just like that's not Braddock yeah like the whole the whole thing is that super diabolical villain wants this one on one fight uh-huh. Braddock would have known that he wants it I'm not gonna let him have it I'm just gonna shoot him in the head and get out of here yeah like but the fight was fun. And then we got a no mercy ending anyway, which was great. Yeah, 
when Chuck Norris drops into his karate stance in the beginning. So I, you know, my my play Chuck Norris is that he's very wooded. He he, he does not emote. I he just he feels very stiff when he drops in that karate stance and they start throwing kicks. I go. That's why Chuck Norris is in this movie. Yeah. That's the most natural he looks. Yeah, this right, entire yeah. three hours I've been watching, that seems like the most real person right there. Is when he kind of drops that thing. He does this great move where he does like this, like kick to the gut, overhead kick to the head, drops and then like trips the guy and then rolls, kicks him in the face, and then does this side kick to the head. I was like, yeah, this this is why we're doing a Chuck Norris movie because that was dope. That was dope. Yeah. Trips him, kicks him in the like rolls, kicks him in the face. Guy's stunned, and then he just boom pops him in the side of the head. Followed after that, um, yeah. So dug that. Would you like to see a sequel to this prequel, Missing Miss Action: The Beginning? I I kind of want to see another one. There is a third movie. Um, it's called Braddock, Missing in Action 3, uh, starring Chuck Norris. So he, he does return. In this one, James Braddock is told that his Asian wife and 12-year-old son are still alive in communist Vietnam. He mounts a one-man assault to free them. Armed with the latest high-tech firepower, Braddock fights his way into the heart of the country and ends up, and ends up battling his way out with several dozen abused American children in tow. Struggling to keep them alive while outmaneuvering a sadistic, a sadistic Vietnamese officer, Braddock ignites the jungle in a blazing cross-country race for freedom. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Now he's going to go save um, children. It sounds awesome. Now, now, now also knowing like the first two movies were filmed back-to-back back and yeah. then released backwards, some of the weird plot holes make a little more sense. Oh, yeah. From the first one? Yeah. Yes. There's still plot holes because that's how they release the movies, but now they, like, had they flipped them, they would make sense? Yeah. It, uh, yeah. The third one apparently was not filmed. They, they did not go back to back to back. This wasn't a Pirates of the Caribbean situation. Okay. Um, what about a remake to Missing in Action? I think a remake could be cool. Do you still do a Vietnam War vet? No, in the eighties. I think you'd have to. Gosh, I don't know. Like it's been so long since we've had a Vietnam movie, right? That maybe maybe it's time. But I think it's that's because you know audiences are now like more like if it was a missing in action, you know, the Taliban has some guys mm-hmm. or something. I think that would. You'd get more people interested in your preview, right? Um, but yeah, I think a, I think a remake could work. I think it's a good concept. Yeah, you know it's interesting. But it's pro- like I say that they're run of the action movies because I feel like these themes and uh-huh. and and these plots have done a hundred times. We've had tons of rescue missions. We've had, you know, you know what I mean. We've had tons yeah. of movies that are rescue missions. I almost think could. I don't know if you could even remake a missing in action and have it be an actual... I feel like the movie now is you do like a, the Peter Berg action movie where it's 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 a drama and there's a, there's, there's a life lesson I might be learning in it and Mark Wahlberg's in it. <laughs> like, I feel like now when you do a war movie, it's it's, it's a little heavy-handed with, you know, with, it's, with theme. Where this... Yeah. This almost, to a fault, is not heavy-handed. It is the vehement. You know, the, these guys are bad. This is the good guy, and he is gonna blow people. Can we? For as far as what I liked, what I did like, I don't know how I feel about this, but uh, they used a lot of flamethrower in this one. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if I was pro or against it. <laughs> uh. It felt, especially the second kill. Felt very shoehorned. It felt like, it felt like I was watching rehearsal, of him like lighting these two guys on fire and then watching them run around in their their fire suits. But then I also kind of liked that he took a blowtorch to these two guys, and then uh, and then blew up the bridge. 
That's what I like about Braddock. He's no mercy. Yeah. He's not your hero that's like, I'm gonna I'm taking the higher ground, I'm just gonna knock you out. No, he's yeah. gonna fucking kill you. Yeah. It it just it felt in 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 the as an audience member watching it, it just felt it felt it felt like I was watching a man in a suit get lit on fire. <laughs> it just felt slow. It felt like very like uh, closely monitored, which it should be. I'm, I'm all for you know OSHA on on, on movie sets. It just it felt like I was watching the rehearsal of it as opposed to just like naturally this guy was lit on fire, <laughs> you know, trying to escape, yeah. and then Braddock gets his revenge by lighting two guys on fire on the same bridge. I don't um, understand how that bridge didn't burn down with the first, the first guy. Yeah, because I mean it's like eh, ropes. Is, ropes are dry and, dry, and should just he was running all over the bridge yeah. and then he tumbled over the side of it. Yeah. The same with the other two. And they showed the ropes still burning. Like, you think that bridge would have burned down. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, I don't know. I think if you did a remake, I mean, you could light a guy on fire much better nowadays. Oh, yeah. 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 We we have the technology. But, yeah, I I feel like it would be more of a drama than, like, a straight-up action movie. I don't know. Have you ever watched a lot of these, like... I feel like every few years we get them, and then I just skip them. Like, did you watch... What's the one... The Twelve or something like that with like Chris Hemsworth and it's about the yeah on horseback yeah or no I didn't want no not that one I was thinking of the one that I think we both watched that was uh, Netflix they're in the jungle stealing money or something oh Triple Frontier Triple Frontier Triple Frontier is dope uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll watch Triple Frontier yeah no I did not see the the Twelve Horses or yeah whatever. I feel like every couple of years there's there's one like that where it's like oh you know it's the story about what's going on you know the real story of the F F Afghani war and I just kind of skip them but I wonder if there's a lot of like missing in action DNA in those that I'm just not I'm not seeing Uh, or you know they're just off my radar what character in the second movie is most worthy of a spinoff oh the the blonde dude that shows up he he, he escaped but he stuck around Uh and and he helps that guy (laughs) You, um, another prequel? No, not a prequel, but like his his life of like I'm picturing like a, a born on the Fourth of July situation. Oh, so it's back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, because now we get into the now you get into the Rambo story. Yeah. Right. This guy survives. You know, this or whole idea. He gets back. He's back. He's lost. Yeah. Out of touch. Yeah. PTSD. Yeah, outside PTSD. of PTSD, was it post traumatic? Yeah, PTSD. Yeah, PTSD. Uh, outside of that, you know, all the rest of the characters are, are kind of not I don't say generic army guys, but you know, it's kind of what you get. You get the beginning. It's like yeah, these guys all join the army. They all have family outside, and then they're in this thing. And some of them, some of them live, some of them don't. Yeah, none of them were like oh, what was this guy's deal before or after? Um, it really is just the Chuck Norris show. Yes, yeah. um, he doesn't need a lot of help. Nah, he yeah. does it himself. What about the uh, what about the one uh, Vietnamese prisoner with the glasses? I like Ho. Ho. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd like to see what happened to Ho. Yeah, what's he doing? What's his this? deal? Why was he there? Yeah. Um, well, it looked like they were taking. They had mul- they had a lot of prisoners. Yeah. Um, I assume American soldiers, and then they just had you know the South Vietnamese. Yeah. That, that and the war was over. They were just keeping all these guys prisoners. To, I'd like to think that guy like. Went on to teach at university or something. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to see his story. Yeah. Probably like a, a dead poet society kind of thing. Yeah. Like he, he leads some some misguided youth on a on a spiritual yeah. coming of age type of deal. I just kept on farming. Or just farms. Yeah, picked up, you know, picked up the skill for it. And, yeah. You know, now Grabbed himself now. a few acres, has a nice little rice paddy out yeah, there. Yeah, with his freedom and just, yeah. yeah. He's the new opium drug. <laughs> drug, you know. There's an opening. The French guy died. Yeah. The, the the colonel died. Yeah, uh, you know, that's true. Someone's got you know, Someone's got to go in there and take the market. Um, what do you think of the title? Missing in Action Two: Colon The Beginning. I like it. It's fine. Yeah. It tells me what to expect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess if if we were alive, if if this was 1985, you and I. 1984, watch Missing in Action, and they go, oh, Missing in Action 2, it's coming out, we're going to go see it. And it's a prequel? 
without knowing, you know, you got to throw in the beginning. Otherwise, you'd be like, wait a minute, this, this seems like it happened before, uh, you know, the, the first one. Yeah, you got you to throw that in there. Um, I don't think the two's necessary. I think it should just be missing an action, colon, the beginning. Yeah, I think, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I think you could drop the two. But that was the time period. You had to have a two. You had to have the two. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even the third one, it's called Braddock, colon, missing an action, three. So, and then, one day we'll do the Rambos, because we really got to dive into those. It's First Blood, I think the second one's called Rambo First, First Blood, Blood two. Part 2. Part 2, part yeah. Two, yeah. Uh, and then the third one is just Rambo? Rambo 3. Oh, Rambo 3. Yeah. 4 is just Rambo. 4 is just Rambo. And then, fifth one's Last Blood. Yeah. Which, you know, callback to the first one. Um, Alright, we've seen them both now. Which one would you watch first? I think I would watch two. I agree with you. I think two, as far as what it's going for, I think it's the more successful of just like, yeah, this is, this is you know, I say, a run-of-the-mill action war movie. Yeah. I just I just liked it better. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 did, I liked one fine, and I enjoyed, I really liked him sneaking around the city, and then the race to get... Back into the hotel and yeah. and 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 that whole deal like was just kind of cheesy and funny. Would you like to see Tuck in the second one? Yeah. Should he have also been a prisoner? I thought, I thought we he was going to be a prisoner. I I was waiting for him to show up. I was like, well, how how does he know Tuck? I so I read you know so I was watching the first one. I was doing the research. I read that they were filmed out of order or that they were released out of like they they were filmed back to back and then they switched the the orders. I thought. In the first one, he was going to rescue guys that maybe were in the second one, but that wasn't the case either. But yeah, yeah I thought there would be more of a tie-in, at least with characters. But it really just seemed like Chuck Norris was the only guy to carry over from yeah. one film to the next. Yeah. yeah. Um, did they say how much time? How long he'd been free? I it says it takes rem- place in the eighties. I don't remember if they did or not. No. I, I know there's that news report in the beginning of the first one. They say that uh, you know Colonel Br- you know, Braddock. Uh, has returned. He claims there's more POW camps, but now he's become like a recluse. Yeah, and then like in in the first one, the the, the flashback, he jumps off the tower with the two grenades, right? Like, yeah. Uh, like when does that happen? Oh yeah. Is that between movies? I think, or is that even? I think, it's, I think it's that's how he got captured. Yeah, I think that's during. I think yeah. that's the uh, that's part of the initial him getting captured. Yeah. So I think it's. I think it's even before the scenes of the beginning. Or it's during that, you know. Yeah, so he didn't get captured with the double grenade jump. No. And then, yeah, so I think it's before that, and then the events of the beginning, the beginning where they all get captured, that's like after the double grenade okay. jump. Maybe maybe leaving that mission, then they get captured. Right. Um yeah, but yeah, you don't see, you don't, yeah, how do you, how do you know Tuck? Yeah. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-huh. I was thinking about this, and I, and I think, I'm going to try to remember to ask this. Anytime I watch one of these, like, older movies, uh-huh. like this, Current Mark, if I put Current Mark back in the 80s when, when Missing in Action was released and Missing in Action 2 came out, would Mark have gone to the theater... I feel like that's the ultimate, like, would I have gone to the theater to see it? Like, right? That's, like, the ultimate thing. I'm going yeah. to the theater for that. Okay. In me, like, going to the theater is a bit, like, that's the thing. Yeah. Would current Mark have gone to the theater to miss to watch Missing in Action? And would you have seen a Missing in Action 2 preview and be like, you know what? I'm going to go check out the, pre- the, the sequel. Man. Okay. I'm putting my mind back in the 80s. I'm a 30, mid-30-year-old, you know, because, you know, this was 16-year-old me. I'm seeing every movie that ever comes out. Sure. Ever. Uh, does Regal Pass exist? Movies are just a quarter, right? I got so much income. But let's say I'm, I'm <laughs> let's say I'm selective. I think I skip. I think I. I think I skip missing an action. I think I for sure skip missing an action too. Okay. I think it's eighty-five. I got. I mean. I got Predator coming out, right? I, I, I just came off of Rambo. Platoon's coming out the next year. Um, Do you think coming off of Rambo and you seeing a preview for another Vietnam movie, you could have skipped it? I think I would have seen the first one and then based on that go, eh, that's skip a, two. So that's you're a saying you would have went to one, but yeah. skip two. Yeah. 
that's a yeah. I'll get that on Betamax. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll get the uh, Laserdisc. Is that no? That's 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 pre. Um, I'm looking at 1985. What am I? What am I already seeing? Uh, this this year, I, I'm seeing. I mean, gosh, you know, I just, I just, I just saw the Goonies that summer. You know, the Breakfast Club, Commando. Uh, you know, you know, right before wrestling season starts, I'm there first line to see Vision Quest. I don't know if I get missing in action too. The beginning, um, in between watching uh, Weird Science, Friday Thirteenth Part Five. And now keep in mind, I'm, Mark. I'm for sure seeing Teen Wolf. Keep in mind, Mark. Back then, theaters had two, three screens tops. Yeah, and you had a you had a week and a half run on each movie. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like if I can, let's say realistically, I'm gonna go see ten movies a year. I don't think. I mean, you know, I, I just listed off a bunch of movies. I think even in 1985, I would have been more stoked to see than Missing in Action too. So I don't think it cracks my top. 12 for theater going experience. If I'm seeing one a month, you know, uh, Beyond Thunderdome's coming out then? And you're telling me it's the same weekend? I, I have to choose between Beyond Thunderdome or Missing in Action 2 at the beginning? I think I'm seeing Beyond Thunderdome. Uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2 comes out in 1985. Spies Like Us, you know? I got... <laughs> Uh, you can just name all the movies. Yeah, this is a, this is a, this is a good year. <laughs> I'm seeing Clue in theater twice, just because I rumor has it there's a there's a, there's a different ending. I want to see if I can catch it. Uh, oh, Back to the Future, right? You know, yeah. Um, the Last Dragon. I don't know if that's a theater movie for me. I do love The Last Dragon though. Rocky Four. There's, there's no time for Chuck Norris. And, uh, I got two Sylvester Stallone movies in 1985 alone. Um, and I'm not alone in this. Uh, Missing in Action 2, $2.4 million budget, only $10 million uh, box office compared to the 22 of the first movie just a year earlier. So I think maybe uh, a lot of people... And there is no Rotten Tomato consensus. There was only one review for this movie. On Rotten <laughs> oh, Tomato. wow. So... Yeah, I think a lot of people may have saw the first one and said, yeah, all right, I got it. And then the second one came around and I was like, eh, I don't even see that. Um, which, you know, to answer the question, I think I watched the second one before I watched the first one. I think the second one's actually the better movie. I think it is too. Yeah. yeah. Though it does have kind of a made-for-TV feel to it, especially compared to a lot of stuff that's coming out in 1985. Um, and then, finally, Missing in Action 2... Did we... Oh, do you need to watch the first one to enjoy the second one? To understand the second one? No, I don't think so. I think yeah. you just hop... Well, clearly, you could just watch two. <laughs> they're, they're filled out order. Or they're released out order. You, you, can watch, you can just watch the second one, then watch the first one after, and I think it's a... Good to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then finally, Missing in Action 2, did we need it? <sighs> you know... Gosh, this is always the hardest question you ask me. Yeah. And even though I I, I, I overall liked it, uh -huh. I'd probably watch it again. I'm, it is better than the first one, but I'm just going to say no. I think I'm like you at the theater. I would have saw one and been like, I'm good. Yeah. Um, put it, yeah, I'm going to say no. I don't think we needed it. Because I'm not sure we needed the first one. It's, you're right. I I didn't hate the movie. I I would actually watch two again. I, I think there 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 could come a time where I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just throw on Missing Action two, and watch that. That being said, like, it I don't think you needed either one. I, I think it is in this time where there's so many better movies being made that kind of cover the same thing. It, Chuck Norris is such an interesting guy. You know, we did our. Um, you know, when we did Expendables, you had me do the tears of uh, action star. I don't even know where I put Chuck Norris. I do feel like he is more of a meme than, like, an actor. Like, I might be able to tell you where oh, we yeah. put Chuck Norris. Mike still has his notes. Yeah. Takes my take his notes. Norris is A tier. We had him in the A tier, huh? Norris is A tier. And I really feel like that's off the strength of Walker, Texas I, Ranger, and the memes. And the meme. I think it is off the concept. Yeah. Chuck Norris, the concept. Is, is A tier? Is A tier, yeah. 
we may revisit the action star tier list. Yeah. In a, in a in a near future episode. I'm gonna watch Invasion USA and Silent Rage, and then I will have a a better understanding of who is Chuck Norris. I think you should check out uh, Lone Wolf McQuaid. Okay. I really like Lone Wolf McQuaid, but I haven't seen it in. 25 years. Alright, I'm, I'm doing, a, I'm doing a, a, a little night of it. I'm going to watch Lone Wolf McQuaid, Silent Rage, Invasion USA. Yeah. Maybe I'll throw Sidekicks in there. Just, you know, that was a fun movie back in the 90s. When I, you remember that one? I do remember Sidekicks. The kid who uh, fantasized that Chuck Norris was his best friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was a weird... That's a weird... It's a weird... It's a weird character for a teenage boy to be like, that's my best friend, yeah. Chuck Norris. Now... Going back to the original uh, Missing yeah. in Action, um, coming out of the water, yeah, guns blazing. Oh yeah, that was badass. Yeah, that was a that's that's like did Chuck Norris invent the come out of the water kill? He might have. That yeah, was awesome. Kind of um, also, you know, for the first one, him negotiating the price of the the, the big gun he's going to mount on the bow, I did enjoy that. Yeah. That, that. That did more for his character than. Anything else in these movies is like, oh, he's got a little bit of sense of humor. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. That's fun. Little character, yeah. Um, or him just even saving Tuck from from the uh, the pimp negotiating the boat cost. The boat cost. Yeah, yeah he's like, yeah. Did you did you say one thousand? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That you know. Okay. Let's wrap up the month. Chuck Norris does he act? Do you think? It, do you think we are better as cinema viewers? Are we better off with Chuck Norris in our lives? We put him as an A tier simply based off the concept of him. I think the concept is so heavy. I think we 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 do benefit having him as part of the cinematic universe. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think we're in a better place because Chuck Norris exists. And we owe it to Steve McQueen. Yeah. Who said, "Hey Chuck, see what I'm doing?" You gotta do it. Yeah, you can do this. It's easy. Anybody can do this. It's easy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that, that wrap. Chuck Norris, A tier action superstar. <laughs> um. Do 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 we have a do we have a new movie? Do we have a new thing? We do, Mark. And I so, I have been. I've got this narrowed down to like. Eight different movies. Okay. Six different themes. And I think I'm gonna. I I'm doing this because I want to go newer here. Sure. And the theme the theme is the hard one. I'm gonna leave it ambiguous sure. as hell. But the theme, our next theme, is called sweet treats. Okay. And we are going to review. 2021 sequel entitled Candyman. Oh! Sequel. Direct sequel to 1992's Candyman. Is it a sequel? It is a direct sequel oh. to Candyman. I had not seen it, so... They threw... They, 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 they pulled the Halloween. They threw away everything in between. Yeah. Um. So, sweet treats. Oh. And it's really just because it's got candy in the title. Um, I think Candyman will be a, a rental. I don't see that on streaming, but it is on Amazon. Can, can, I, video. can, I, can I let you know a secret? A deep, dark secret of mine. When I was a child, so I, I watched horror movies. I watched a lot of horror movies, probably way too early, and I always enjoyed them. Candyman scared the hell out of me. I don't think I've ever finished the movie, and I've also never revisited it because it scared me that much as a child. I've never seen it. So this is going to be the first time I'm diving. Even though there's this new one, I'm like, oh, Jordan Peele producing. It looks great. I'm not going to watch it because nothing scares me more than Tony Todd as Candyman. <laughs> I I have never seen Candyman. And that's, a, that's another reason I'm going with it. I okay. got two fresh movies I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I did a little research. Uh, the new one is on Amazon Prime Video. Okay. The stream. For you and for the audience, I think the other will be a rental, or maybe you pick it up on DVD or something somewhere cheap. Um, but yeah, I did a little research. Uh-huh. Candyman twenty twenty one is a direct sequel to the original Candyman. Yeah, they 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 chopped out everything in between. Man, 
Yeah, okay. I'm excited for this. Uh, you know, uh, I went through a phase where I was buying uh, a lot of, uh, like, Scream Factory. And uh, Walmart had a big selection. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to pick these up because they're all, like, 12 bucks. I picked up Firestarter. I picked up Drag Me That. You know, it was, it was like, $12 movies. I was like, yeah, beautiful. They have a slip. Candyman was there four weeks for $12. And I said, no, sir. Hell no. I am not bringing that into my home. Because I'm never going to watch that ever in my life. <laughs> I'm so, really happy I picked this actually because this this is funny. Yeah, I, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna face a I'm gonna face a fear. I'm gonna face a trauma in my life. So yeah, if you guys want to jump ahead for next month's sweet treats, I got a couple of mine. But we're gonna start with Candyman. And you know what's what? What another funny thing too before we wrap up is uh, you know your story about Candyman like it's terrifying you. You're not willing to bring it back in. Yeah. The the. The cover of the VHS growing up was the eyeball with the honeybee on it. Yeah. And that alone stopped me from ever renting that at a store. Oh. That would not pass your dad's test. No. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So join us next week for Candyman. Until then, don't be that guy. Guide to sequel remakes. Like a roundhouse from Chuck Norris. You son of a bitch.